Okay, we ready to talk about secondary effects today? Yeah, specifically accounting for secondary effects. Right, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to know about it, but it's better <laughs> to do something about it. Exactly, right? how do we deal with it? All right, so we're in Modern Advancements Volume 1, Chapter 12, uh, Accounting for Secondary Effects. And secondary effects, uh, we're talking about things like spin drift, Coriolis effect, aerodynamic jump, those things that occur, but they are not the driving factors in hitting your target. Mm -hmm. Like primary effects would be like, you know, drop and wind drift. So is this kind of like the difference between something that's a first order effect versus a second order effect? Yeah, yeah, this is, these are secondary or second order effects. They, again, they're just, they're important variables to consider in only some cases, you know. Yep. If you're shooting like Ipsic silhouettes at 600 yards, none of these secondary effects matter. Yeah, it, I mean, what it really comes down to is a, a, they matter for a small target relative to the range, right? Right. So, I mean, theoretically, you would want to account for them if you were trying to hit a one-inch target at 400 yards. Right. But if you were trying to hit a four-inch target at 100 yards... Obviously, you don't need to account for them. Yep. So it's important to lead off with that because I think a mistake that a lot of you know new shooters who are learning long range, um, the mistake that they make is, I say mistake, they just don't necessarily have a feel for how to weight the different variables. You know, yep. they hear about wind deflection and they hear about Coriolis, and unless they understand the magnitude difference, you could spend as much time trying to sort out Coriolis as you do. Yep wind drift and that's obviously a, a imbalanced approach yeah that's it's for sure an imbalanced approach and the flip side of that is you know you can you can spend time discussing when or when it doesn't matter however you know with the tools we have now <clears throat> if you obviously don't overemphasize things but you know if you take the time and use the tools properly you can just always account for them and you know, not necessarily worry about the difference between when do I account for it and when mm -hmm. I don't. Right. So your best practice is to always account for it, but don't do it at the expense of the first order effects like you were saying. Right, yeah, that's a good point. This, these things may be complicated, but they're running in the background. You know, this, the interface to the solver is your easy button. You just put in your inputs and- And they're pretty simple inputs. Yeah, yeah, and most of the time they're taken care of without any additional like spin drift it's baked into your solution as long as your bullet length and twist rate are correct, correctly you, input. Yep, and you have the atmospherics correct, which you already need to have anyway. Right, it's it's taking place in the background and just baking it into your solution. Um, the only secondary effect that you've got a that requires an additional input, like as you're changing targets, would be like the azimuth for Coriolis. Yep, and your latitude. Right, but I'm saying like once you're at a place, oh, I see you mean, and, yeah. and your gun profile is set up, then changing the azimuth of your shot is going to yep. affect that uh, Coriolis a little bit. Yep, exactly. Okay, so the chapter starts out talking about how some of these effects, these secondary effects like uh, spin drift and aerodynamic jump, are we call them six degree of freedom effects because. Yep. In order to model them or have an understanding of them, you have to discuss the angular motion of the bullet as well as the translational motion. And that angular, those are the other three degrees of freedom, yeah. right? Is pitch, roll, and yaw are the angles, and you know X, Y, and Z are the translations. Um, and yeah, in order to uh, capture the effects that manifest from the bullet going at an angle, such as spin drift and aerodynamic jump, you yep. have to account for them. 
Now, how do you account for those things if you're not actually running a sixth-off solver, which you know our the AB Elite is not a sixth-off solver, but it accounts for these things with um, analytic equations. They're like approximations to the effects that capture the majority of the magnitude, but they're not 100% direct calculations. Yeah. Right. So um, getting on into spin drift, um, the original equation for spin drift was the development of that was published in Applied Ballistics for Long Range Shooting. Uh, that was quite a few years ago. <laughs> if you're hearing this recording, it's because you're listening to a free sample of a podcast from the Science of Accuracy Academy. In order to hear the full version of this podcast and many others, go to the Science of Accuracy Academy website and subscribe.